Welcome to the Crone's Porch Magic Witchcraft and a Liminal Approach to Magical Faith. This is your grandmother's podcast, and this is Season 4. That's right. Welcome to the Season 4 premiere. But as always, content warning for the use of colorful language, some general curmudgeonry, but it is the Season premiere episode, so we're a little positive today. And on the Season premiere episode, we talk about the season ahead, how we're focusing back in on magical practice, gonna get back to some of our roots of talking about our favorite practices, favorite deities, things we're doing in our active lives to bring a little bit more of ourselves into this season. So... Take a listen, and we hope you stick around for this season four ride on the Crone's Porch. Hi, Colin. Hi, Ian. How are you? Um, on a on a uh, on like a, a like a spiritual level, I'm pretty good. Hmm. Um, on a, on a like emo- emotional physical level, the students are back, and work is getting back into motion and the sun is coming back but not fast enough so it's a bit tumultuous but um (laughs) you know you keep on chugging it's okay overall it's pretty good how about you i'm probably about the same uh the new year which we'll talk about in the episode is always a time where like i get back and doing magic things because i set all my yearly stuff hard core uh, for the new Uh year um and same for work Uh, the students are back but i I always love the spring semester more only because it's getting towards graduation. So students have gotten past the awkward fall, especially first year students have gotten past the awkward right. fall. I mean, college for the first time feeling. Um, so it's usually pretty much more relaxed. The seniors have really gotten their senior itis in check. So they're uh, fully don't care what's happening on campus. <laughs> right. And they're just like, I want to show up to whatever event you're doing. I don't, I don't need it to mean anything. <laughs> just like, give me free food and I'll be there, which I love. And I get to plan graduation stuff. So, um, which is interesting because working in a diversity office, not an LGBT research center anymore. It's like, I got to do lavender. They've fully tokenized me and given me the lavender planning process but i love that i took it for myself i tokenized myself in that way um but then i'm also helping with celebration of excellence which is our more general diversity student kind of like um what was the one at binghamton yeah Uh, Mm -hmm. that one um and then i think we're planning one for first gen students because our campus is like 43 percent first gen so we're actually going to do a specific we give them cords like we have cords for them but we've been getting asks like Mm do we get these cords at a thing? And we're always like, no, no. <laughs> there are, we're always an office of like three. So it's a lot of money. Um, so I'm excited for the spring semester. It's always a fun time. Yep. Yep. But uh, I guess welcome listeners. I should have said this at the top of the episode. Welcome listeners to uh, season four. Yeah. <laughs> Insert claps, insert woo. We've started, we've done this for three years and more. It's true. And four is a weird number, though. Season three yeah. felt so exciting because we do so much stuff in threes. We do. Is, there four, is four a special number in any kind of um, anything that we do? Only in a, well, no. Well, I guess like there are the like if you're of the more like elemental, there's like the four directions, four, and four elements. Um, I guess not particularly stuff we do, but I guess general. No, not particularly uh, stuff. us, but it's still a thing. 
Okay, so those of you who love the number four, congratulations. See, this season is for you, I guess. <laughs> um, no, I think we've done this. Yeah, we've done this for so long. I had a moment over the break where I was like, wow, okay, uh, what do we have left to talk about? And then I right. was like, oh, we can talk about whatever. Kind of in a weird cyclical thing that we always do of what do we want to talk about? We can talk about whatever. But season, wow, we filled up four seasons worth of content. Yes. Yeah. Well, filling up four seasons with the content. <laughs> but season four. So last year we did season four was queer something, something, something. I don't feel like pulling up Spotify to tell me what I, we did for the season four premiere. And we kept well to that. We really talked about uh, our identities, kind of what we do, really like the queerness of magic. A number of episodes were like de-gendering stuff and revolutionary ideas and some ideas that were like eh, that was a real <laughs> a real half-baked idea but still important to talk about but season four yeah New Year's. <laughs> so what's our New plan Year's. for season four i think i think our plan is to move from the high philosophy crunchy detail things that we really really enjoy from like a academic perspective because you and i like that sort of thing but i think we're going to bring it down to things that are more practical things we do on a more regular basis practices that we enjoy things that we things that we do and how we do them yes and i think that's going to be helpful for me because through this podcast while i have enjoyed it there have been times where I, i feel like i philosoph i extended the philosophy of our podcast out into my life and i stopped doing like magic things because i just kept thinking of the philosophy of what i do which is me that's me to a, a t getting stuck in the academic book of what i do and not the actual doing of the thing i do uh-huh so i'm excited to get doing this but it's a new year new beginnings uh so what how has your new year been is new year important to you in a magical sense um, like the civic new year is not that important to me Mm-hmm. Because I feel like the like Yule and Samhain are more significant turning points in the year for me. Uh, um, however, the fact that you know, like the the Gregorian calendar, Civic New Year is like just such an ingrained part of our culture. I mean, it still has significance. It still is like part of our life schedules. So, no, very much same. I now that you said that out loud, I was like, I was like, oh duh, yeah, that's that's exactly what I think of it. But no one's ever put it into words of like it's a cultural thing. Like it is definitely the watching the clock countdown, doing staying up till midnight. You know, woo, happy New Year, all those things have no cultural or religious value to me, but they have such a ingrained cultural value. Yeah, that I'm like, I gotta do this thing. (laughs) <laughs> pretty much which i then use to do magic things so it's like i made it a religious significance it doesn't have any inherent religious significance i just gave it religious significance yeah that's true i mean we both do prosperity jars that's something mm-hmm. i adopted from your practice um <laughs> which i got from mary because she gave me a prosperity jar as i graduated and was like you'll need this and i was like nah and then well lo and behold every year since then i have done one i think I, yeah this would make when did I graduate? 2017. I think I've done a prosperity jar pretty much since 2016, 2017. So this would be like eight prosperity jars. Right. Or so. 
This is my fourth one, so yeah. <laughs> they become a part of you. Yeah, it's I think I think the the good opportunity of like the civic new year is not necessarily if if you well, I guess it depends on it. If you ascribe to the new civic new year as like a big important event, then like obviously that's what it is for you. For me personally, I think it's less that for me it's an important thing, but more I pick up on the fact that it's an important thing for like other people. It it like creates that sort of like cleansing new beginning energy I get from like Yule and and to a lesser degree Samhain because Samhain's a new year, but it's different in that regard. Like Yule mm-hmm. feels like a new a new chapter. Samhain feels like it's like okay. Well, the year is over. Time to clean up all of your problems from that year. Like, tie it all together. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And then, yeah, what, what was I thinking about? Um, I like your point about it's important to other people, which creates this, like, energy pool. Because I find that, speaking about just, like, how I do and what I do, <laughs> I find, like, yes, I can raise my own energy, but in the living in the 21st century and having uh, no time to do personal things and like spend the time of cultivating my own e- <laughs> energy fields and cultivating a deep sense of practice and what I do, um, I capitalize off what is easy and right in front of me. And uh, right. if the entire world is doing this like new energy, new beginnings thing, it's really easy to tap into that and just like boop, plop a prosperity jar in there and give it a calendar year of a cycle. Plapa, I did a thing I found on TikTok, which um, I have enjoyed witch talk a bit because it's just people sharing super duper simple, like five second things. Right. And I did an orange prosperity thing of u- utilizing a lot of herbs and um, cinnamon and some salt and then burying it with like a little note of what I want for the year. Um, not necessarily as a prosperity jar for the whole year, but just as like a seed thing to mm. get the new year going and i wouldn't have done that without tiktok and without it being the new year because i wouldn't have do that just randomly i have a hard time doing like prosperity things not in year cycles or like lunar mm. cycles i can't just tomorrow on a tuesday start a prosperity thing for like a random set of time <laughs> i have right. a hard time with that no i mean it and it's part of like if if you're 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 religious slash spiritual experience is like so tied to seasonality like ours like things fit things fit into specific places and going against the grain on that can be problematic (laughs) or at least uncomfortable well it's it's trial and error and uh even as someone who's like try new things i am very cautious of error so i don't (laughs) i do the the cycles and the seasons because it's preset it's been working for generations been working for a long (laughs) for entire ancestors worth of people why uh make a new thing and run into the risk of an error. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you on that one. <laughs> I mean, other than that, do you have any like new practices that you've been in getting involved in or things that you've been interesting, being interested in? I mean, obviously the like TikTok thing counts for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of not nothing mythological i definitely want to use this year i think i'm gonna explore uh the and specifically slavic good folk again because 
I set, I still do Dumbavoy stuff and still have, uh, <laughs> there's a Dumbavoy definitely in our office that uh, likes to take things and I have to remember to give coffee every day, um, which then everyone makes fun of me because I, I do it by letting my coffee get cold and then having uh, to reheat it for me to consume it. And everyone's like, why do you let your coffee get cold? And I always have to make up some excuse of like, I forget. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, get it busy. would be really interesting to see what would happen if you told them the truth. I know. And it's not that they wouldn't believe me. I just then then don't want, I'm usually doing something and I, I'm like, I need to send these emails and I don't want to then spend an hour to explain to you the, right. the significance of this. Um, but I want to find other ones and see what other things I still haven't done, which maybe is on my bucket list for this year. I still haven't done my Christmas carp. of <laughs> uh, Keeping a fish in the bathtub specifically a carp and then uh eating it in the new year i think it's a new year's tradition thing too but some of those I mean, things goldfish are carp Th- that is true i don't know if i want to eat a goldfish that's probably like oh gross. you have to eat it yeah that would be yeah. gross <laughs> probably nothing on it too It'd just be like snapping no. some like chewy bones in my mouth yeah it wouldn't be the best thing for you squishy um Onto some of those things, and uh, I want to dive back into cultural practices. I made a lot of pierogies this year. Nothing for magical usage, like no magical uh-huh. use. I mean, I put I'm I love doing kitchen witch stuff, but I never intentionally did it. And uh, uh, now that I have done it uh, thrice, I have made pierogies three times this year. I have like the rough recipe in my head, so I think I can instead of like reading someone else's recipe, actually just like do it and like full into full tilt into the magic of pierogi making <laughs> right and access I mean, that's my angry heritage the uh the slavic fairy stuff is very interesting mm-hmm. it probably will involve me rewatching hilda again <laughs> which uh, isn't like exactly slavic but it isn't it's norse it's, enough. it's swedish yeah yeah or were they nor norwegian no i think they're swedish okay geographically on the way i mean there's and there's other there's other like slavic uh for instance like on netflix there's like a whole slavic mythology based horror drama there we go love that i think i'll send it i'll send it to you i think like one of the characters comes back with a god from the other world and i'm like okay though you don't name it but i'm pretty sure it's valus like everything you're telling me makes it Ah. seem like valus yes Love that. And then I think the last thing I want to do is get back into, which always happens when I'm job searching, is I lose my, I shouldn't say lose, I turn off my own sense of intuition because I start to do all the second guessing. Oh, if I believe uh-huh. it, I <laughs> superstition, if I believe I'm getting this job, I'm not actually going to get this job. And I need to trust my gut again, get back into trusting my gut and moving things on gut decisions. Right. For like life things, not for. <laughs> for like reasons um those are the kind of things i want to do this year what about you for me it's been really embracing and exploring the norse stuff um i think recently i reached like the end of what the gaelic stuff could teach me like i literally got told by (laughs) people like go move on um which is cool because I've I found I've embraced the Norse stuff a lot. I've been using the runes a lot, which has been really a really cool experience. They're very intuitive for me, hmm. um, and and building around like the concepts of the runes. I mean, I'm also marrying someone who's like full on Lokian, so I've been interacting with Loki on a pretty regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, 
somewhat with his wife Sigyn. Um, and recently, within the last couple of days, there's been a real push I felt towards like Freya and Freya. Hmm. Like like Freya literally hijacked a ritual I was trying to do to connect with Odin. <laughs> I was like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that, that's that's been that's it's all been very interesting i've i've i'm very excited because my christmas present that i asked for my yule present was a like a a norse apron dress mm-hmm. um and i'm gonna try to embrace like the ritual cross-dressing part of norse magic which i think is going to be really interesting love that not oh, <laughs> unrelated to the episode did the thing get to you Yes, it did. Thank okay, you. Okay, good. Because, well, the cross ritual cross-dressing made me think of it because it, I believe it is specifically assured about that. Yes, it is. <laughs> Thank you. It's great. I love it so much. Good. Okay. I want to make sure. I kept forgetting to ask about it. That I mean, all the things we're talking about, great episode ideas. I can't wait to uh, explore the runes in an episode uh, and do all those things. I do have one question for you and your kind of, again, encyclopedic knowledge of various uh, practices. You, you, you're very positive about my level of knowledge. Okay. Um, are there any... So, like, we got the Norns and we got the Zoyra sisters and we got Sisters of Fade and all that stuff who do, like, time-based things. So, like, yeah. have a somewhat connection to the New Year type thing. Is there any, any other deities that are, like, New Year-based? Like, their their story either always starts, like, their birth is considered the New Year. I mean, I guess you could you could argue that, like, the young god thing oh, yeah. would count. Um because like the young god is is born around nowish, right? And then is so that there so that he's a young man by Ostara, and then mm-hmm. the consummation and the wedding on Beltane, then the honeymoon period for Litha, then and or, or Lutha and Lunasa, and then like the the murder on Mabon, and then the funeral at Salen and back around. Yeah. Okay, so we got the young king or the young god, yeah. Which I guess goes to a lot of stories, but any like stories that particularly like a birth starts a new age or a birth or a rise to power starts a new era. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Hmm. Usually, I think I think like yeah, I don't know. I can't think of any like deities within my knowledge that are like exactly seasonally life cycle based mm-hmm. like beyond like the more like wicca side of like the young the like the marriage of the god and the goddess type of thing mm-hmm. um ain't like the young god is like the harvest god you know like who's the harvest sacrifice is probably the closest thing but even then i don't know if like the new year is specifically marked true um, I guess that is a fairly modern concept of marking the new year, even though we stick it randomly in the middle of winter. Yeah, I think I think new year. Maybe there's like Hellenic, I feel like maybe because there's like Saturnalia, maybe that has something to do with something. I don't know. Hmm. Um, I do. I do think at least from my feeling is like I wonder if like the new year is more like a very human thing. Like a very mm. like, yay, we survived. 
I mean, it's true. And like for a modern sense, I think that's why we do New Year's resolutions are probably some have some lineage in. We just have them on New Year because yeah. now we have a calendar date of January 1st being the right. new year. But I'm sure post winter, there was probably some ideas related to resolutions for what you would do in the summer in <laughs> the time when you could do stuff. I mean, at least from what I've read, like, the the way that we do it is kind of descended from like yuletide oath taking mm. for the yule celebrations there we go oh so, i've never done yuletide oath taking i didn't really do much this yule again never have traditions for yule but never picked up traditions for yule because it was always on the off season of college so right <laughs> just never did anything for yule that's a i need to do better on that that's a me thing for this year <laughs> yeah i it's so weird like to me the new year is just so weird because it's it's also like you said it's sort of this like arbitrary date thing that connects to like this counting calendar mm-hmm. whereas like our religious calendar is is yes it is connected to like the counting calendar because like the modern world has requirements of us but like in and of itself is actually just like the seasonal thing and those like go in big circles and so they don't really start or stop they just sort of continue to like spiral into each other forever and ever yeah so like the idea of a discrete new year might just be like a a human timey keepy thing and not like super connected to like how nature works i wonder if there's any i guess part of my cultural exploration this year is going to be a little bit of that are there as I do all the the other things, you know, uh, Dingus Day and right. Oh, uh, what's the other one? Jumping over the fire. Uh, I think it's called Saint 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 Saint. Oh God, what is the saint's name? Yeah, I don't remember. I can't remember off the top of my head. But someday in March of jumping over fire day, doing some of those things. But maybe there's a. Uh... Winter was always the hardest one because it always is um, whenever I would do try to be like, well, you know, what would Slavic people do? It's like Christmas. And then the only thing I ever found was the carp thing. <laughs> right. I mean, there's lots of like Koliada traditions, which was like the old fashioned Christmas thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for instance, I found it was really interesting is like there used to be, you know, how the Welsh have like the Mary Lloyd thing with the horse skull, which is my favorite because I love that story well yeah, the, not the story the, but i love that the, aesthetic the, the, the poet horse rap battles i love well, the memes a, too there's a similar polish one called a torin which is basically the same thing but with a bull um it's a little bit less like rhymy gamey part but it's like part of like coliata like celebrations in the old days oh i love that Again, side note, unrelated to what you're talking about that also makes me want to uh, maybe, maybe we should learn how to flight I think so. I love, I would love that. That's definitely what I like to do. <laughs> Have a flighting battle on air. Get yeah, some people absolutely. involved in the podcast to flight with That would us. be super fun. I, I definitely, I love flighting. I just don't have anyone to do it with. I'm going to be slow at it. The, I'm okay at rhyming, but I'm not fast at it. I'm getting the syncopation down and the phrasings. <laughs> I mean, we could also to make it a little bit to make a for as like an exercise to begin before flighting we could also do 
for a uh, a ritual. This is a great ritual idea. Have you watched Sandman, the Netflix series? Yes. Okay. We could do one of those big conceptual battles that Lucifer and Green uh, did. That's a good I one. think that would be a good ritual representation of like a balance conflict type thing. That is a good one. All those games, those you know, games of uh, of words, but of strategy, kind of playing chess without the chessboard. Uh-huh. How can you creatively get out of that? Which makes me also think about the, I remember from Star Wars, like the 3D chess. Doesn't yeah. that actually exist? Yes, it does now. I never understood the rules to that. No, barely understood chess <laughs> i mean i understand chess i am not good at it there's just too many possibilities my future site goes into and the web opens up and i'm like there's too many futures to see you can do anything you Pretty are much. <laughs> you are free will free will human being you can make whatever decision outside of every decision i think you could possibly make. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I guess so. Uh, New Year's New Beginnings talked about that, but speaking of TV shows, any uh, TV shows piqued your interest either in this past year that you're hoping will continue or in this new year that are kind of magically like, related? Like or magic, that you might revisit. Magic media. Yeah. Um, the Owl House has been interesting. Is it? I, I because of you, because it was always in our watch next, I, I actually watched all of Owl House that's available. And I'm like, I am sad that this is ending, um, probably shorter than it wanted to end. But I'm also sad that, well, I'm actually excited for the longer episodes. I think the longer episode format was lovely. Yeah. I thought it was interesting in so much, like, like in terms of like the story, story is great, character work, that's obviously the center of it. But the magic system, not in terms of the, oops, the people who do it themselves just because they have the capability to do it mm-hmm. but the sigil making yes the, uh, the comp like the more complex the sigil the more magic it access really reminds me of like bind runes and that sort of thing and yep. it was very interesting to see um how that worked out I know, and I want to know so much more, and I'm worried because it's ending in just a few uh, like two or three more longer episodes like specials right that we're not going to get to learn so much about the origin of the sigils or it's going to be just a here it is uh, yeah. and that's it and i'm like i want it felt like they were setting it up because we went to that uh one uh place on the boiling aisle where you could see the sigils in the various elemental pieces yeah. i felt like oh. they were setting up to learn about it and that's another, and that's another, like, thank you for reminding of that, like, the Boiling Isles being built out, and magic being built out of the body of a giant. Emir. Emir, yeah. <laughs> Very much so. There's a funny TikTok I need to send you. You know the uh, the YouTuber who did those, like, History of the Worlds and History of, uh, History of Japan? Yeah. Those, like, really kind of funny, but overly simplistic histories videos. Yeah. There's someone that did it with uh, kind of, um, not the entire uh mythos of the norse gods but kind of uh basically from emir all the way up to <laughs> to ragnarok in kind of an overly simplistic cartoon style it's actually really funny that is interesting uh another in terms of was actually we we mentioned it was sandman yeah is is cool i liked the 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 triplicate of fate you know i think they were supposed to represent any of them so you know it could be the morrigan it could be the zor zoria it could be um the norns but yeah, yeah. 
the maiden mother crone triplicate fake goddesses was really accurate to how I kind of yeah and I so because I mean it made me actually read it because I've been I've had like Sandman on my like wish list forever and they've always just been a little more expensive than I want to like invest in for a comic series um so it made me read the first one i really love the characterization of the internals because i'm I'm sure (laughs) if you've listened to all of our seasons you know my love for trying to find or that's not so much find but work with or what is the most eternal of things i love giants for that reason i love these like eternal they've existed forever like since the beginning of time things um so i love the idea of the eternals these like sibling that outlive all conceptions of faith and religion they are just deeper than that their desire and dream and death any religious affiliation are born out of humans experience of them but they themselves aren't like religiously connected to anything they just exist yeah they're very interesting because they interact Uh, then with all basically the other mythos because they interact with lucifer um, I think in a later one of the later comics, they interact with Thor and um, that's Marvel, but a, a depiction of Thor and Asgard. And I think God's in yeah. there somewhere. So like they exist oh, yeah. inside of this very human. And I think they make mention once that, you know, the gods like, oh, Lucifer threatens him. And it's like, I'm more eternal than you. Like, yes, you can hurt me, but <laughs> good luck with that. Right. <laughs> it. So those, I would say, are the the things that really jump to mind. I've also been listening to a Norse practicing person on YouTube called Ocean Keltoy. Mm-hmm. And he does, like, rundowns of Norse things and North heathen practice and whatever, but from, like, an inclusive angle, and it's been really good. His basis right. is in, like, philosophy. Love that. Um, so it, it's it's been interesting. Is there any other you know what things about have you have you noticed lately owl house is a big one same thing with sandman um unmagically related but i'm excited for the last season of umbrella academy hopefully coming out this year because i really like it's not necessarily magic concept but i've always been fascinated by the whole uh on a single date (laughs) a random magical mystical occurrence happens and a bunch of children are born uh without um the need for human intervention and and then stuff in the season three um so that uh i have been trying to stay away from it because it's a hot mess witch talk has been fun just for the because there's a what is their handle i think it's something about shaman academy but there's one in of this uh woman in scotland who's part of a some sort of magical collective where they do you know education things and help uh, people train in uh, specifically Gaelic kind of Scottish mm-hmm. lens. Um, she's been really cool to to follow. Uh, there's been a couple other ones, but I've also been trying to stay away <laughs> from like deeper than just like the share. We share what we do side of witch talk because everyone then other than that gets into fights like Norse talk has been constantly in a fight about um face and skin adornments and hair adornments because you got your usual and I don't want to label but you got your usual um, usually white supremacist leaning uh, Nazi Norse folks who are like 
dreadlocks and uh honestly tribal face painting which we have no records of and are like this nope. is historically accurate and then usually uh anthropologists or like other people who try to do their due diligence and understanding like we don't have a lot of records but none of the records we do have have anything about the like chin tattoos yes. of runes and like this you know runes on the forehead type adornments like at most which i love you know um corpse makeup from uh bands like uh uh oh what's that metal band something corpses corpse party corpse yeah something who do like the basically blacked out eyes uh-huh. that <laughs> we have records that that might have occurred yes. like <laughs> yes. warrior makeup yes warrior makeup was a thing as far as we can tell but it was like simple yeah and then the same thing with the hair thing of everyone for some reason loves to think that um dreadlocks were a thing and it's like nope maybe during battle when your hair is getting matted with mud as you're trying to you know battle your way through land and sea but um the <laughs> the norse folk love their combs and every gravesite uh-huh. has lots of combs so we knew hair care was an important part of the culture so uh, but i am excited for tiktok because uh it reminds me of tumblr when tumblr was really big into magic um uh-huh. and mainly like witchy things but then that's how we got like reblog spells like <laughs> like to charge and we're blog to cast and a bunch of people just like sharing these like really simple things of just like we're gonna chain match <laughs> imagine chain mail uh-huh. or letter chains yeah. when email was first a thing imagine letter chains but with spells where you just send it to like five of your <laughs> five of your things so it reminds me of that vibe of uh in some of its stages just super simple things of people just sharing like fun things that they do some of which we have to look at critically and understand that probably was appropriated from another thing but others like the orange thing just someone put you know cutting an orange in half putting cinnamon for prosperity chili flakes to you know spice it up and uh increase its potency and the various other herbs that were from their tradition that revolved around prosperity or or love or um increasing wealth seal it (laughs) tie it off a string and shove it in the ground and just sharing super simple things like that which i love yeah i there's so much going on like out there in the world (laughs) And in some ways, I think it's pretty cool that, like, these pagan narratives and, like, ideas are creeping their way into the mainstream. My only difficulty is that, like, understanding of and or legitimizing of, like, the actual religion is not really there. So it, it's it's kind of like a, a, a weird place at the moment. Yeah. And I think like that's probably going to always be part of it. I'm, I always get nervous when people want to, because I love legitimizing the faith, but the powers that we have to do legitimizing through often, especially in the United States, the, you know, theology schools and the MDivs and PhDivs, right? right. Yeah, PhDivs always feel not built for us. And so no. we have paths to legitimacy, but they're paths no one wants to take, which I, I do love the vibe of. Uh, at least the pagan magical communities that I'm connected to, you ask them if they want an MDiv. Some of them would say like, yeah, to like maybe help, but also no, because yeah. <laughs> it'd be subscribing to probably some Catholic paradigm. 
Right. And I don't mean like legitimizing in so much as, you know, taking on structures that are not our structures, but more just the idea that like making it clear that we exist and we're a legitimate like religious community that exists and interacts with the world. And Yeah. I, I hate every semester I have to explain to a faculty member that yes, in fact, our students can have off for things like this past semester, Maybon. Although I will say yeah. the student won the full week <laughs> for you know the the rough where Maybon is week they're like i want off for the whole time i was like okay you can't ask for that much without understanding that you'll be behind in class but mm -hmm. having to explain to faculty which i have to do for so many other faiths too i still have to explain to faculty yeah. that in fact the jewish holidays are important to our jewish students and not just like things that they're trying to get off for right <laughs> yeah but i guess such is the life and i i guess i enjoy though playing the role of assisting and legitimizing it for other people like yes in fact we do have this policy and you do in fact have to follow it faculty and i usually don't get too much trouble after that first like yes you do in fact have to do this stop acting new mm -hmm. <laughs> are there so we're talking about like new beginnings and stuff are there new things that you think you like long-term aspiration want to build into your practice i have always wanted to have a yeah you know, again i tend to be on the witchier side the shove things in grounds in jars and let things stew over long periods of time mirrors and gadgets and do doodads um i do want to develop more of a, a deeper relationship with one a community that's still on my bucket list long long term mm -hmm. i want to be in a place that has a practicing community and there is one here um they're part of a group i forgot the name off the top of my head and i don't initially know how i feel about it um because it has its structure and its hierarchy and that's not so much the problem it's just not something that fits into my life but mm -hmm. um through that, I want to have a deeper relationship with like a tradition. It's always been just mm -hmm. my tradition. But I want something that calls, I want a higher calling. Because every time people talk about, and maybe this is just my, you know, working through the Catholic problems. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out like, do I, am I with my higher calling or is there actually a higher calling? I'm still like trying to find. I'm still mm. sussing out whether that is just, again, uh, Catholic guilt of the higher calling of heaven, trying to unlearn that, or no, I'm truly still trying to find a higher calling. What about you? Uh, I think for me, it's trying to continue to, like, deepen my understanding of how to do, like, all this priesty stuff. Because mm -hmm. I'm in a like a position of religious leadership now, which has always been sort of my calling, but it's like just I need to practice and improve uh, as I go. It's still like really new, um, so I know it's going to be like a lifelong journey. But I want to be able to do that. Like I want to be able for people to be like, oh, I need something. Let me call Colin for help. Type mm -hmm. of thing. Like I want to be available for that. If someone needs their house or apartment cleansed at a moment's notice, or like we need an exorcism and it's like okay i'll i'll bring i'll i'll bring my tiny mule near and some mugwort and we'll clear this up <laughs> i'm going to throw a smashy boy at him and we'll see how that goes 
That's true. I guess that also makes me think of, I want a house of worship too. It's always been mm-hmm. in people's houses, which is like great, but living a transient lifestyle of moving apartments, like on the half year, two years, maybe even up to three year. I want like a house of worship. Mm-hmm. Build one of those. That'd be nice. That would be nice. Something stable kind of related to that. <sighs> New Year's. Yeah. <laughs> Final thoughts? I think I'm excited for what we're going to get into this year. Um, and I think from a religious perspective, this year will be a big new journey for me, which is interesting. I'm mm-hmm. also going to be getting married. So that's going to be a whole big new life journey thing, which is exciting. And I'm excited for it. You'll get to do the priesty thing for that. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited, but I'm also like, oh, Jesus, so much. The responsibility. <laughs> My chaotic gremlin is just like <laughs> responsibility. <laughs> What's gonna be great? I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's say I'm just gonna keep saying it until it's true. Make it so you make it, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, that's exciting. Uh, what am I? I'm excited for what we're going to do. I'm excited for the lessons that we'll get to share with each other. I'm excited for helpful new guests on the podcast to bring some new perspectives and new ways of doing things to learn from and to just figure it out <laughs> like what we usually do. Yeah, pretty much. Well, yeah, so look forward to so this, oh, well, logistic updates. Uh, this season, we'll be doing episodes hopefully every third Friday, um, as we have kind of started the pattern now. So third Friday of the month, a little different than last season, second Friday, uh, last season. So look forward to those. I guess actually one last question before I have, it's something we used to do, um, and I, I think we made it formal, but then uh, kind of dropped it. Do you have a deity of the episode you want to highlight? Um, sure. Yeah, no, I think, I think Frere would be a cool one to, to highlight. Like, he's the, he's a Norse deity of fertility, prosperity. Um, he's sort of shiny, happy boy mm-hmm. of the Vanir. Uh, also kind of a god of sexuality. He's always, he's all, like the old fashioned depictions. He always has an erect penis. Um, representing that fertility one of his ritual items in some of the records we have was like a mummified horse penis mm. as like a as like a like a thing that the priestesses would carry around or a leak in failure of that mm. um what else his actual name is ingvi like his uh, his personal name is ingvi freyr means lord so ingvi mm. freyr is a title for him it means lord ingvi and similarly there's a lot of people who think that um the the brother sister pairing is actually Ingvi Freya and Frigga Freya, lady. So Lord Ingvi and Lady Freya or um, Lady Frigga. Um. So it's it's cool. very it's 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 very interesting. He also is connected to like harvest horses, boars, um, to a degree like warfare, but in some of his stories, what I really like is he kind of gives up almost like that like toxic masculinity like warrior thing he gives up his sword that would save him at ragnarok so that he could marry the like one of the jotun goddesses of the harvest 
Mm-hmm. And so he has a antler instead, which to me is like, feels more like a God who's like, I'm not as interested in this like ma- masculine ideal and more interested in like what I want for myself and, and, and for my sexuality and my love and all this sort of thing. So he's he feels very forgiving and soft and like uh nice. He he's 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 very sunny um compared to like other Norse deities which are a little bit more like prayer is much more <laughs> like I don't know dandyish I I guess <laughs> good good stuff I like prayer a lot. <laughs> All right, we should keep doing that every episode, less formal, but which is who we're happen to be on our minds at the moment that we ask. But other than that, I, I guess I will say, well, I was doing Dozodanya for a while, but then I forgot what the other thing I was doing. Ahoy, there we go. Wow. I, yep. <laughs> I will say Ahoy for the next episode. Uh, and I will say Skull. <laughs> new, be- new year, new beginnings, new words. New words. And we'll see you next time. On um, the Chrome's porch. porch. It's just yay. <laughs> so uh thank you for watching or listening to our season four premiere. Uh we hope you have a good season and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>